we don't know our strength unless we get knocked down, right? So when you get, it's not about getting knocked down nine times, but it's about understanding that you have that 10th round in you. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Fitness and movement is not one size fits all. If you're ready to dish the diet mindset, embrace your curves, rock your confidence like nobody's business, text me below, grab your free class, and let's get started. You are a different kind of strong. Welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke. I'm joined today with Nadia Cashew. Nadia, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I really appreciate you joining me today. You are a trainer. You've been doing this for a little while. Um, tell everybody a little bit about your style of training, what kind of people you help, and, and how you got yeah, into it. Yeah, absolutely. So as Chris mentioned, my name is Nadia Cashew and uh, founder and creator of The Cash Method. As you can see, it's a plan for my last name. And you know, I started in this industry over eight years ago, initially just to help myself. All right. And then what happens was when people started noticing the difference, you know, I always say I went from like 3 a.m. party nights to, you know, waking up at 3 a.m. And you don't make those type of shifts without your inner circle kind of knowing and realizing that. And once I was able to help um, people within my inner circle, you know, take hold and charge of their health and wellness. And I saw the difference that it was making in their life. That's kind of how my coaching went off it went off with referral i saw the difference you know that that you know i was making um and so yeah the i normally help women kind of ditch the diet mindset you know embrace their confidence and their curves and their natural beauty which is you know encompassed by all of our imperfections really celebrating that and then looking at movement and their health legacy as a form of self-love versus i have to do this to get to this destination fit or to look a certain way because that really i think stems from like dislike and hate and so we want to you know have that mindset shift i think that's so important having that desire to be healthy because it's like a gift to yourself versus right. like i'm trying to appease the you know the the magazine covers or the supermodels or whoever else we're comparing ourselves to i think that's a great right. shift yeah yeah absolutely because you know chris I can never show up as you. I can never show up as Samantha. I, I can't, right? I'm going to undoubtedly fail every single time. And who would want to pay for a ripoff Mona Lisa, right? And so I think that's, we, we get brainwashed trying to show up. I tell my clients all the time that fitness is not one size fits all. Movement is not one size fits all. And just to really own yourself because, you know, we're created a certain way for a reason, right? And just really celebrating our differences and, it's just, you know, that comparison really robs that pure joy that we have on a daily basis. So Yeah, I think yeah. What, what you were just saying kind of reminded me of something that I, I used to say this to my clients a lot that, mm -hmm. you know, when we were young, we were, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, probably one of your favorite subjects in school was recess, right? Recess right. and lunch. Let's go play with a friend. Let's go on the monkey bars. Let's go, you know, under this tunnel. And somewhere along the way, we start thinking fitness is this thing that we have to do 
that we need to do so many reps and sets and we have to, like you say, look like a certain person or move a certain way. And it just becomes very like, like robotic and mundane and, you know, something that we have to get through. Is that something that for you, did it, did it happen all at once or was it kind of a gradual shift over time? It was definitely a gradual shift over time. I will say that's a great point that you bring up. And one of the things that I started to do was not saying, oh my goodness, I have to work out versus I get to work out, right? It's an opportunity. And I think often too, we take the fun out of fitness. Like it's supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're getting bored with your routine, try a class, take it outside, you know? And so for me, that's what I had to do. I remember just like it was yesterday, my first session, it was by my, you know, by myself, I was following a follow on program, whatever, but I literally was in the big room in that gym and I just cried. I felt so defeated. And I was like, you know what, Nadia, this is, this is your race. Like I said, at the beginning, this is your pace. And you're just focusing on bettering your best, not anyone else's. And also your body was literally created to move. And so that's where you have to go at it from versus just trying to uh, um, obtain or a certain aesthetic, because that's going to naturally happen. Your body is going to show up how it, it needs to show up. We just have to create the, the, create the foundation of movement, right, Chris? Because let's, if, if you were to come to me or one of my clients was to come to me and say, I want to look like this. And then all of a sudden, like that, we made you look like this. You don't know. You don't have the mindset. You don't have the tools to sustain it long term. You wouldn't know how to obtain, you know, you know, you wouldn't know. So um, it's just all about not getting to a journey. I mean, excuse me, not getting to a place versus recognizing that the journey is where the true beauty lies. Right. It, it is all about the journey. And I was talking to somebody the other day about a lot of the Instagram influencers and how they'll say like, oh, just do this and then you'll be fit. But, you know, it, that might work for them or they might be pushing a certain product. But, but yeah, it is definitely not a one size fits all. I agree with you 100%. So uh, Nadia, walk us back to, because you mentioned you started by sort of helping yourself, right? And then right, that right. branched out to your immediate, you know, friends, family, mm -hmm. and, then, and now you made it a business. So what was your own journey? I really like to, to ask this question because, you know, once you are, you are where you are, right? You're at a pretty high pinnacle of health and somebody who's maybe not very healthy right now might look at you and say, oh, well, you're a trainer. That's easy for you, right? And, and sort of dissociate from the fact that they can do the same thing too. So let's, uh, let's humanize you a little bit and say like, okay, well, right. this was Nadia's journey. So what did that look like? Yeah. Wow. When, as you're asking that question, I immediately think back to when I hit a level of disgust, because I believe that we're, we're moved by desire. And like, when we reach a place where it's like enough is enough. And right. And so for me, what it was, was I remember, you know, I was on social media and I saw like a throwback Thursday picture, whatever. And I just remember originally liking this particular person's picture before. And I said, a year has gone by Nadia. And you've created all the excuses in your mind why you couldn't just put one foot in front of the other. I was constantly comparing my chapter one, Chris, to somebody else's chapter 20. And that you can't do that, right? Naturally so, they're going to be more progressive, you know, better because they've been at it longer, but they're by no means perfect. All right. And so what I did to commit to myself was say, how can I just do one thing better tomorrow? And that one thing better for me was getting help right? Because I can constantly not show up for myself, but 
if I knew somebody was watching me or, you know, holding me accountable, kind of giving me the blueprint so that I can color in the house on my own, that helped me to have a focus. I truly believe that once we make up our mind, right, a determined mind with discipline and direction is unstoppable. And so that's what I had. I was determined. I knew that it wasn't going to be hard. I mean, I knew that it wasn't going to be easy, right? But I also recognized that if I didn't do anything, that nothing was going to change. And I just wasn't willing to accept that reality of feeling how I felt at the age of 28. And so I guess to simply answer your question, I just focused on shifting one habit at a time, right? I didn't go from zero to 100 because that's not sustainable. I focused on my water intake, you know, slowly starting to switch out maybe sugary drinks or going to the vending machine with having fruit at my, at my desk at the time, right? And so I felt like as I was able to do that more often and frequently, Chris, my confidence built up in being able to actually attain this lifestyle, but also to my energy, I felt better. And I was like, okay, Nadia, small steps. That's it. Because those small steps turn into, you know, a job. And then before you know it, you're kind of running that marathon at your pace. That's a really good segue into the next question. Cause I, uh, I like asking like, what is the one thing that you would tell somebody? So what is the one small step that you would tell somebody? Would it be focus on water intake or, or would you have to ask a few questions first to see where they are? Like what, what would be the first step you would recommend? The first step that I would recommend is figuring out your why, right? Which has nothing to do with your body in essence, but I always tell my clients, train the mind, the body follows. And so in my experience and including myself, you know, when you start something for necessarily like a superficial reason, what happens when you reach that pinnacle, right? What happens if you fit into those jeans or I don't know, you have your bicep flex, but you're really not enjoying what's looking you back at the mirror. It's not fulfilling. So really understanding what your why is, because that's, what's going to help you to switch out that, you know, that Coke for your water or switch out those chips in the vending machine, you know, for your fruit, because you're going to be constantly reminded of your why. Motivation is the reason to do something and your why is going to help you to get into action. So that's the first thing. And then you can start to look at, okay, physically, what am I doing, right? Am I able to get up and walk around the block today? Great. Then let's commit the next 30 days on doing that and build, right? And so just they, you know, that saying is like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so that's really what you want to focus on. Nice. Yeah, I agree. And doing your best at any one moment. And if you are out of shape or maybe you're sick or anything like that, then your best is going to be changed, right? Versus someone right. who, I like what you said a few minutes ago, you were comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. And that's just, you know, your best at chapter one, Nadia's chapter one is going to be different from, you know, Susie's chapter 20, right? So, right. um, and I like what you said about uh, finding your why. So I want to ask you, what is your why? Or, or either what is your why now? Or what was your why when you first started and made kind of your transformation? What kind of lit the fire under you? Yeah. Well, if I'm being honest, when I first started, my why was to look a certain way, right? And so when I recognized that that just wasn't going to happen, I wasn't going to show up looking like these pictures that I had in my head of this person or that person. I want it to, I'm believing that I'm going to have a long physical life here on this earth. And so I recognize that I have to be a good steward on a daily basis of my body. I have to honor my body. I have to celebrate my body. So Chris, that's what gets me going day in and day out. Because if I want to be healed, whole, active, 
in my 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know what I mean? So on and so forth, then I have to do it on a daily basis, whether I necessarily feel like it or not. And how we show up from season to season is going to be different. Again, that's the beauty of the journey, right? When I first started, if I wasn't in the gym, I didn't necessarily feel like it was a quote unquote workout, but that has shifted, right? That has evolved for me. Um, and that wouldn't have had I not been a student of the struggle and just been, you know, yielded to the process and the journey. So that's really what my, what the overhaul big why is for me. That's great. I think, I think this is really good because underneath the fitness, you know, um, I mean, there's so much information out there about how to get healthy and fit and how to eat healthy and things like that. But this is great that you're going underneath and really chipping at that foundation, that motivation that, well, why do you do it in the first place? Because there's, right. you know, when I was, I went through maybe like a three year span in college where I, you know, I gained the freshman 15 and then I just got very lazy and was eating pizza, drinking beer. And during those years, when I woke up in the morning, it was easier for me to not work out than it was to work out. Whereas where you are, where I am now, where anybody who's fit, it's easier for you to work out than it is to not work out. Like it would be very hard for me to not go to the gym every day or at least five, six days a week. Um, and I think that's great. So I want to get, uh, I want to go really big picture now. So yeah. uh, even, even bigger, as big as you can go. So you, you've, been, uh, you've been hired by, let's say, either like a university to give the commencement speech or a, maybe a corporation to give like a keynote speech. And you're going to give your one to two minute motivational speech about big picture. What, you can go whatever direction you want to go, goals or, you know, you can go vision, why, whatever. Whatever is bigger than fitness, you know, more like life journey type stuff. So what is your one right. to two minute motivational speech for them? That's so good. That, that's so good. And what immediately comes to mind is that I would want to let them know that they are a different kind of strong, right? And that your strength, it's not dependent on the degree that you're getting, right? The, the car that you're driving, the weight that you're pushing, but it has to come from a conviction. It has to be a belief that you have revelation on because that's what's gonna help you push, push you into your purpose, right? Um, and just really keep going after that thing. I would have to encourage them to know that we don't know our strength unless we get knocked down, right? So when you get, it's not about getting knocked down nine times, but it's about understanding that you have that 10th round in you. And what I would also say is remembering your why, not only when it comes to your health legacy, but why you're doing anything, because it helps you to create vision. And when you can see it, you can believe it. And when you're able to believe it, that you can achieve it. And just always remind yourself, right, that you are a different kind of strong, that the world has enough critics out there. It has enough judgment and negativity. Just work on being your best cheerleader, putting you first. That's not selfish right in a negative way because if you want to show up as that multi-million dollar mogul or you know the best lawyer or mom dad whatever it is you have to make sure that you're functioning to your best in order to be the best in all those other capacities that you may you know function under right and also too i will say that you're setting the example you're setting the example of how you want the world to treat you, but you're also setting the example for those that are connected to you. So show them it's okay to say yes to yourself. 
that your strength is independent on, you know, what others may think or what physically you can show, but it has to come from a belief. You have to believe in, believe in yourself in order to keep on continuing the race, which is what we're here for. Nice. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Uh, well, Nadia, I want to give you a chance to tell people how to get in touch with you, uh, websites, social media, any programs you have coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to get in touch with me um, is to text me. Yes, you can text me. Uh, that's going to be 401-341-1402. Just text CASH with a K, K-A-S-H. And then we can go from there. You'll always be, you'll be a part of my CASH Crew Text Club. And then you'll be able to just participate in anything that I have going on. My website is thecashmethod.com. So you're able to find me there as well. And then on Instagram, you can find me at nodcash. That's N-A-D-K-A-S-H. Nice. Again, we're talking today with Nadia Cashew. Nadia, thank you so much for joining me today on Health in the Real World. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.